this is Steve. This podcast is all about making the gospel relevant to your life. That means discovering the good news of Jesus, no matter what you're going through today. You know, there's only one way that God works change in your life. It's by revealing more of the person of Jesus Christ. One of the key ways he does that is through showing us his character, which is defined in the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments that we don't even hardly know. But today, Can Can, one of our elders, brings a message about knowing the Ten Commandments in a real unique way. Now, he uses a lot of sign language that's hard to translate in an audio podcast, so you might want to watch the video on this one. But this message was great. Everyone responded favorably to it, and I hope it helps you get to know the character of God better. How many took a chance on coming to worship this morning? Yeah, be careful. I told the first service, if I, if I, if I caught a, a, several people raising their hand, at least one of them was going to come up here and tell us why. So I, I'm glad we didn't get too carried away there. But, but how many came to worship this morning because you wanted to experience change? Good. The rest of you, we're inviting you to come along with us. Because that's exactly where we're going this morning. We're going for change. And we're going to be using that perfect 10. So also with that, when we get going here in just a few minutes, you're going to be using both hands. All right? You might have to fill in a blank once in a while, but you're going to need both hands this morning because you're going to participate together as we look at how God is going to lead us, how God is going to change us, and how He's going to do that in us so that we can help provide change in the lives of others. So it's exciting. So as believers and followers of Christ, you know there's only one thing that keeps you and I from that change that God wants to take place and make in our life. There's only one thing that keeps you and I from that change. Do you know what it is? Thank you. From the youngest person in the congregation, sin. That's exactly right. That is what keeps you and I from the change that God wants to make in our life. And that's what we're going to be looking at this morning in the perfect 10 and about the change in our life. But before we get there, I always got to throw this in. Did you know science has proven that the human brain starts its memory process at 20 weeks after conception? So that means that at approximately 19 to 20 weeks before you and I were even born, our memory process had already begun. How's that working for you? You doing good? Been memorizing? And did you know that short-term memory only lasts 20 to 30 seconds? Yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one. Because by the time I get to this next did you know, we would already forgot number two, right? But did you know that caffeine? Caffeine does not maintain memory performance, okay? So those of you that have already been caffeinated this morning, it's not going to help your, your, your memory performance, but it does temporarily increase your alertness. 
So thank you for having that, that Coke this morning, that coffee, that, that sweet tea, you know, there, and still, right? That way you'll stay with me, right? And, and here's a fourth one I wanted to share with. Did you know that sleep is significant to memory? Sleep's, sleep helps, helps us recall and it helps us to store long-term memories. So don't be falling asleep this morning, okay, because it's not going to help, all right? So I'm going to make sure that, that I keep moving along and, and we're, we're, we're in this together, all right? And number five, the one thing I wanted to help you with number five here, did you know that the human brain's storage capacity is virtually limitless? Yeah. You thought your computer at home was good? You thought your phone was quick? You're carrying something that God created as well, that's absolutely amazing. And we're going to use it today. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> so let's do a quick review from part one. So if you weren't together with us for, for part one, I want to do just a quick, quick review on that one. So let's look at, at how our English language defined the word chance. All right, and it defined it a couple of different ways. So let's let's look at first how it defined the word chance as a noun. So chance as a noun, a possibility of something happening. The occurrence and development of events in the absence of any obvious design. And now let's look at how it was defined as a verb. Do something by accident, without design. Do something despite it being dangerous or of uncertain outcome. And then it was defined as an adjective. Let's look at that. Fortuitous, accidental, just a word, a cipher, a symbol used to describe mathematical possibilities which have no influence or value a non-entity. When we looked at that together, we could God anywhere in the word chance. And because of the absence of God in that word, here's what we came up with. Chance cannot do anything because chance isn't anything. It's empty. There's nothing there. It can't do anything on its own. So in continuing on, we looked at the word change, and we looked at how chain was divides, de defined. And so let's look at change, how it was defined in our English language as a verb. Make someone or something different. Alter, modify, convert, transform, adapt, rebuild, reconstruct, remake, make over. Well, that's some exciting stuff, isn't it? I don't know about you, but when I'm looking at that, I see God all over that. It's not about chance. Man, look what God is doing with us and the change that he's, he's looking at making, and he's already, he's already begun that process. Let's look at how change was described in our English language as a noun. The act or instance of making or becoming different. An alteration or modification. A new or refreshingly different experience wow after looking at that we saw that that god was all about change and we determined that this 
My life does not get better by chance. It gets better by change. Can you connect with that this morning? Are, are you feeling it? It doesn't sound like it. Oh, yeah, I heard an oh, yeah. I like an oh, yeah. All right, so if I'm a true believer, right? If I'm a true follower of Christ, am I changing? Is God changing me? What's my part in change? So here's where our challenge starts this morning. And it's all about the perfect 10. Here's what's exciting. So just so you're comfortable with this this morning, Pastor Steve did not call me at 6.30 this morning. Okay? So this was already on the calendar, you know, several months ago. So I was prepared to, to, to work through this and, and have this preparation this morning. And in that, I wanted to get my wife involved as she assists and helps lead our children in children's ministry upstairs. So the month of February, part of their worship has been this song, The Perfect Ten. So you and I are going to be challenged this morning by our children. Because when they come down after children's ministry this morning, they will know all ten commandments. And they're going to ask you, what's eight? What's five? Does anybody know three? That's what I thought. So when we leave here this morning, you will walk away with the perfect ten you will know all Ten Commandments in order, out of order, and how to respond immediately when you need to or when one of our children or our grandchildren ask us. So that's what I'm excited. It's going to be a little different this morning. Yeah, a little different message. But, but as I, I have an opportunity to share it with you, I want, I want to just take and tie it together so that it becomes ever more simple when we look at how God put together the Ten Commandments and how we are to apply the Ten Commandments, the perfect ten, to our life. And the way that we're going to look at it this morning is what's really cool is when you look at the number ten, there's five pairs of numbers that add up to ten. Okay? One plus nine is two plus eight is three plus seven is four plus six is and five plus five is those are the those are the numbers, the five numbers that are used to add up to ten. And so what we're going to use this morning, we're going to use the numbers four and six that God gave to us, okay? Four and six. Alright? So what's what's cool about the numbers four and six is the first four commandments are all about our relationship with God. And then the next six commandments are about all about our relationship with others. So just to kind of give you just a, just a, a quick heads up on that, so that you know that the first four commandments are about your relationship with God, and then the next six commandments are all about your relationship with others. And so that's where we're going to go. So to get the sage step, so that we can start with our very first fill-in-the-blank, and here it is, the first four commandments are all about my relationship to God. My relationship to God. 
All right, so are you ready? Make sure your hands are free because I'm going to ask everybody to participate. That's the only way you're going to prepare yourself with the challenge that's going to come to you from our children, from our grandchildren, for those that are in our children's ministry, and for you to take from here on out. So in Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, God said, You must not have any other God but me. Any, anything about that you don't get? Is, is that pretty simple to, to listen to and to hear right now? God said, you must not have any other God but me. And then Jesus replied in Matthew 23, verse 37 and 38, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And so that brings us to our very first commandment. One God. Do that with me. I want to see it. I want to see your one God this morning. Yeah, use it. You got a hand? Use it for the glory of God this morning. One God. Now you know the very first one. Is that not awesome? One God. That's where I'm standing with one God. All right, let's continue. Then God said in verse 4, You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commandments. That brings us to our second commandment. And our second commandment we're going to identify as no idols this morning. So if you'll put up your two fingers, second commandment, then bring them together as you and I, and we are not going to bow to any idol. Everybody good with that? So what was the first commandment? One God. And the second commandment? No idols. Let me tell you, by the time I got to the second commandment, my grandchildren that I had an opportunity to share this with, they didn't have any problem with God. They love God. There's only one God. You and I struggle with that, don't we? It's easy for them. But then when I got to number two, no idols. What's an idol? What's an idol, Poppy? Tell us what is, what's an idol. I said, okay, well, let's, let's start talking about that. And so we started talking about things that could be idols in our home. And I had one of my granddaughters say, oh, I know what's an idol for me. You know, and I said, yeah, so we're looking at those things that we put before God. We're looking at those things that we spend more time with than we do God. We're looking at those things that, that absorb everything that we have instead of spending a little bit more time with God. And so I'm sharing with them all those things that are in our life. If we give them all that time, we don't have any time for God. So let's make sure that we're, we're doing that. Let's take the time to put those things aside and focus on God. Oh, oh, they didn't have any problem with understanding that. What's our problem? What's wrong with us? All right, one God, no idols. Let's continue. 
Verse 7, you must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Whoa. Whoa. Right? In, in other, other scripture references, it may say, right, do not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And so our children are, are learning it from the, the NLT version. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Wow, that's a huge check mark, isn't it, in our life? You short of vocabulary? You struggling in that area? So that brings us to our third, third commandment. See the W? Watch your words. Okay? Third commandment. Watch your words. First commandment, one God. Second commandment, no idols. Third commandment, watch your words. Fourth, verse 8. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Are you doing that today? Is that where you are today? Is today your true Sabbath in your life and in your home? Does your family know that? Do your children know that? So you have six days each week for your ordinary work. That's why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them, but on the seventh day, he rested. And that brings us to our fourth commandment. Worship and rest. Not that? Worship and rest. First commandment? One God. Second commandment? No idols. Third commandment? And the fourth commandment? That's the first four commandments. Let's go through them all together again. Ready? One God. Idols. All right, great, great. And they were up there. You could read them. Were you reading them? I bet you were, huh? Let's do it without words. Can you do it without them? All right, here we go. First commandment. Second commandment. Third and fourth great the first four commandments are all about our relationship with God so I hope that it's kind of kind of wrapping yourself around that right now so we've separated the very first four commandments knowing that those first four commandments we are focusing on our relationship to God and that brings us to our very next fill-in-the-blank. For us here at the Orchard, it's all about loving God, right? Love God. And that's where we tie those very first four commandments in, in our relationship with Him. Love God. So we've gone for the, through the first four of our perfect ten together. So now we're going to go through the next six. Okay, you ready? 
all right? Yeah, so it'll be a little more challenging, but we can do it, right? And so what I'm going to do is we're going to start with a fill-in-the-blank. So we're going to go right into our next fill-in-the-blank. That way you can put your pencil down, right? And our next fill-in-the-blank is the next six commandments are all about my relationship to others, right? And that's what we're all about here at the Orchard Church. Love God, love God. And these next six commandments are all about our relationship to others. That's okay, you don't need that. <laughs> so Jesus continued in his reply in Matthew 22, verse 39 and 40, where he said, A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. And all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And then God previously said in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So that brings now to the start of our next six. So this is the fifth commandment, okay? You're good with the first four. Now here's the fifth commandment. Honor your father and mother. So we're just using a little bit of sign language there, right? Honor your father and mother. All right? continue so verse 13 you must not murder sixth commandment you must not murder okay got it you must not murder okay that's easy to remember isn't it what's the fifth commandment honor your father and mother and the sixth commandment is do not murder okay Let's continue on. Everybody's doing good, right? All right. Verse 14. You must not commit adultery. How do you think that conversation went with my grandchildren? <laughs> right? And remember, this is what our children are learning upstairs right now. The same thing that you and I are going through. My wife, Audrey, is walking our children through that. This is their fourth Sunday. They've been hearing the song all these weeks, but today they're making sure that they got their sign language down. We're going to be challenged. I hope that we're challenged. I hope your kids come out saying, what's five, what's seven, what's three, you know? Our grandkids, I hope that they're doing the same thing. But you must not commit adultery. So here's how we kept it simple. Seven, do not commit adultery, right? Husband and wife love each other and under God are one. We don't ever allow ourselves to get involved with all these other people and we don't let them get involved with who we are as husband and wife. We love each other. Number seven, do not commit adultery. All right, let's go to number five. Honor your father and mother. Six, do not murder. And seven, do not commit adultery. Okay? Verse 15. You must not steal. Are you good with that? You must not steal. So we're going to use it this way with me, okay? Let's put four fingers up on each hand and keep your thumbs inside, okay? Thumbs inside. And the reason why we're keeping our thumb inside, 
Because if you were caught stealing back in biblical days, they would have cut off your thumbs. Why don't we still do that today? Do you know why? Because not one of us in this room would have thumbs. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, don't say, oh, I've never stopped. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so number eight is, right, do not steal. Let's go back to five. Five, honor father and mother. Number six is do not murder. And number seven is do not commit adultery. And number eight is do not steal. All right. You still with me? All right, great. I'm not sure what our people, our, our folks worshiping online with us, how they're doing, but, but I know it's a challenge for them as well, but we're happy to have them join us and work through this with us. All right, so let's look at verse 16. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. And that brings us to our ninth commandment, is do not lie. So what we're going to do with that is, there was a time, and there could be, depending on what state or what county that you're in, where if you're in a court of law, you still may be required to take your hand and place it on the Bible to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you. Wow, imagine that. And so that's how we're helping our children identify do not lie. So do not lie, and we'll place our hand on, on the Bible. Okay? All right, so let's go back to commandment number five, honor father and mother. Number six is do not murder, right? Number seven is do not commit adultery. And number eight is do not And number nine, do not lie okay wow we're almost there imagine that huh verse 17 you must not covet your neighbor's house you must not covet your neighbor's wife male or female servant ox or donkey or anything else that belongs to your neighbor so that brings us to number 10 do not covet. What's covet, Poppy? What's that mean? What does covet mean? What are you talking about when you say covet? All right, so I had to, had to work that up, right? So our, our, our kids can understand what do not covet means. So here's what we're going to do with number 10 with me, okay? Everybody got 10? Let me see it. Here's how we're going to not covet. Don't grab the top of the fence and look over at your neighbor's yard and all their stuff his wife his house his animals his truck his car his boat his motorbike no matter what's over there don't be coveting that don't wish that that was yours that's number 10 do not covet so let's go back to five all right here we go five is honor father and mother six is do not murder seven is do not. Very good. And number eight is. And number nine. And number ten. Do not covet. Don't forget that one. And use that. Grab that fence. Do not covet. What a great example. 
You can share that when, when you see one of your friends doing that. All right. So after we've gone through the next six, we come to our, our, our last fill-in-the-blank, which is love others. Right? So here's what that perfect ten is all about. Right? The first four are all about our relationship with God. And this next six that we just went through are all about our relationship with others. And here at the orchard, that's what we're all about. Love God, love others. Isn't that exciting how you can tie that together? And before we go any farther, before I, I kind of jump into uh, our closing here, we have to do all ten of these without any help now, okay? We've we got to be ready, right? Are you ready? We're going to go through it one more time. No help from anybody, okay? So we're going to start. Ready? So here's number one. One God. Number two, no idols. Number three, watch your words. Number four, worship and... Number five, honor father mother. Number six, do not murder. Number seven, do not commit adultery. And number eight... Do not steal. Number nine, do not lie. And number 10, do not covet. Wow, great job. Thank you for being so active and, and joining in with me this morning. I, I'm excited for our kids upstairs. I'm just excited about, uh, about our leaders and, and the way that they pour themselves into our children through worship, through Bible study, through learning about a wonderful and a beautiful God and a Jesus that loves them. And I just trust that you can take this with you this morning. You may have never known the order of the Ten Commandments before, but if we could just tie that in to who we are here at the Orchard, love God, love others, our relationship with God, our relationship with others. I just trust that you'll have something to take with you this morning. But I am going to ask that, you know, we, we've begun our Until Unity study, which is absolutely incredible. And it was even difficult getting through the introduction this past week. And now we're going to be on chapter one this week, you know. And the Pastor Steve took us through taking a stand for who we are and for for what God is doing and the change that he's making in our lives by loving him and loving others. And my, my desire this morning and my prayer is that, that the perfect 10 might be something new and refreshing for you, but also that it be the evidence of Psalm 119, verse 11 in each one of our lives today. And I'm going to ask if you would read that together with me out loud and do so in adoration and praise to our God this morning. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you.